No, she didn't. Okay. Father God, and we honor you on tonight. As it took me a little while to get on here, I'm grateful for everyone that stayed. And God, let this word be meaningful. Let it be able to be a potent word that, God, we could use in this season and this time. God, for the edification of the body of Christ. And mostly, God, for us personally, God, as we go to our personal thoughts, our personal everyday life, God, cover us with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Give us wisdom in all things. Bless our family, God. Bless our extended family in the name of the Lord Jesus, God. None shall be lost. We're covered with the blood, and God, we're going to use what you have given us to use. The weapon of our warfare is not common, but they're mighty to God through the pulling down strongholds in Jesus' name. Good evening. Good evening, Pastor. Good evening. Go to Matthew, the 23rd chapter of Matthew. You mean the 13th, Apostle? Did I say 13? I said 13. Yes, 13. Uh, should be 13. I said 23rd, but I mean 13. Thank you, uh, Pastor. How are you guys doing tonight? Best. Doing good. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Okay. Had a little trouble getting on, but we're here now. And we're here with Lois and I. We've been going over the scriptures uh, together uh, just for a few minutes. And it's, I think we have a meaningful word uh, on tonight. I think God's going to bless us. I, uh, as I study this out, I just believe he's going to bless us richly on tonight. Okay. Oh, here we go. Uh, Matthew's 20, 20, uh, 13, look at 24 through 30. 24, 13. Hello, everybody. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servant came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servant asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may root up the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, First collect the weeds and tie them in bunches to be burned. Then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. Yeah. And in 26, it says, But when the grain had sprung and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. Uh, if we look at that, my subject matter for the night was dealing with the unexpected. No one really planned on being where we are tonight or planned where we're being for the last few weeks or where we might be for how much time it takes God to deliver us out of this, uh, this pandemic. But we are, have to be, we have to be wise and we have to understand that God has brought us together to do warfare. And to be able to do warfare, we have to do it correctly and understand the word of God, not out of emotions, but out of the word of God. Okay. And, when things were, things were happening just as you expected, the unexpected always happens. <laughs> when, when, when we're going along and we think things is just going along, just great for us, something seems like it always happens. And, and then I have down here for a thought. I said, in the best moments, 
there comes the unexpected because it's always there and we always must understand that it is there only for our growth and maturity. It gives us time to apply ourselves to, uh, to understanding God's word. It gives us time to understand that we must pray. And it gives us time to understand and try to seek the Holy Spirit's word for our life. And you, and, you know, we all need to stop, take a check, because most of everybody's on here is filled with the Holy Spirit. But those around us that are not, be very careful the words that they feed into your life, because you have the word of life to feed into them. Uh, uh, do this for me. Let's go to Isaiah 54. Are y'all still there? Anybody there? I guess nobody's there. We're here, Apostle. We're here. We're here. We're It's different because I, can't, I don't have the video. I only have the audio. Okay. Look at Isaiah 54 and 17. Yes, Isaiah 54 and 17. No weapon formed against you will prevail, and you will refute every song that accuses you. Accuses you. This is the heritage of the saints of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, said the Lord. See, back in back in Matthew, you you find where it says that the wheat and the tear comes up together. That we that means like with the saved and the unsaved have come up together. But when God separates us, He could separate us unto Himself. Uh, the the tear the tear is not it's be it be burnt off. It's going to be burnt off. It's going to be burnt away from us. And we must walk in maturity. So here, when Isaiah is prophesying, he he prophesies to us and he says. He says, no weapon formed, but it will form. See, this virus is true. It has formed itself. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And, and, it, and it's a personal thing. You have to realize this is a personal thing and a personal decision. You can put yourself in harm's way and be harmed, but you must stay in what the will of God says. We, we must listen to the apostles, the prophets, the, the pastors, the evangelists, and the teachers. We must listen to them to understand where to move and how to move strategically at this time. Uh, I, I was sent a, a paper last night, and I think about six bishops are, are sick with, this, with the virus, and we keep them in constant prayer. But they said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, but you can't put yourself in harm's way. We need to operate in wisdom. It is the wisdom that God's going to give us through prayer and meditation and through the knowledge of his word and correct revelation that we'll be able to defeat this enemy that comes on us. Now, uh, Lois has uh, something that she's going to read. She's reading out of the Recovery Bible. Well, uh, uh, Pastor Kennedy had me pull out the Recovery Bible, and it's been a blessing, Pastor Kennedy. Uh, it, you know, there are no more of them when we're here in print. That Recovery Bible costs you about $200 now. It's an old printed Bible. We had it when we first started uh, at After Christ. And she's going to read to you uh, the Word of God uh, that has been translated into, um, what is that, uh, what they call it? It's like a fable or a tale. It's it, it, it's it's like a tale, and it, it's applicable and applicable to what we're talking about here with the weed and the terror. Please. And it's called Delusions of Grandeur. An old fable tells the story of a proud lion who was convinced he was the sovereign lord of all the 
all he survived. He strutted around the jungle asking, who is the king of the jungle? The little mouse answered, you are, sir. And the donkey said, you are, sir. So did the monkey, the deer, and the hippos. When the lion roared his question to the elephant, the elephant wrapped his trunk around the lion, whirled him about his head, and crushed him into a tree. The lion got up, dizzy and dazed, and wobbled back to the elephant and said, you didn't have to get sore just because you didn't know the right answer. Isn't that just like us? We are sure we are in control. We are certain we are the king of our jungle. We insist on our delusions of grandeur even when we are thrown down and crushed. We realize, excuse, deny, even forget the truth. Finally, we hit bottom and meet our moments of truth. Then the reality of our sicknesses become all too obvious. That's when the truth of the first step shines like a lamp to our path. We admit that we are powerless. So, Lord, help us to know, no longer be deluded about who's really in charge of our life. Open up our hearts and receive your kingship, and it begins a new noble life in us as we look to the Lord for his help and know that we are not in charge of our life. He is. Did you all understand that? Amen. Anybody yeah. out there? Yeah, we <laughs> I'm, used we to I'm used to feedback. Uh, so, all right. Now, as we heard that, before we discuss it any further, look at uh, 55 and 10, Isaiah. 55 and 10. Okay. Okay, Lord, go ahead. As the rain and the snow came down from heaven and do not return to, to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So, so. So, 11. Okay. So is my word that goes, go, go out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the pine tree. And okay. in, in, in 11 it says, so, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. Consider the fact that it is God that is speaking to you and speaking to your heart. You're hearing the Lord's voice. All of those that have been around us and been with us, we know that we specifically try to get you to pray in the spirit so that you can hear the voice of the Lord. And through your study, you have to now learn how to rightly divide the word of truth for yourself. In, in 11, it says, shall the word so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. And, and, you, and look down and says, but it shall accomplish that what I please. The big thing in there is that's what? It's what I please. God's going to keep, he will not, he's not a Santa Claus. He's going to do what he pleases in your life. If you walk according to his word and you hear his voice, you will, you will not fall into a lot of pitholes. 
There are a lot of dangerous things that you could be led into that you will fall off your course. And he and he's not in that. He wants you to hear him because he do not want his word that he's placed in your heart from the time you got saved to return back to him void. He will accomplish with that what he pleases in your life. Now, you say this happened and that happened. God will, God will, God allows things to happen only to get you out of them. And you, sometimes you'll say, well, why me? Why not you? But you can also prepare yourself not for those different, uh, different falls if you would go and know what God's showing you. God is, God is showing you how to walk over your circumstances. He's trying to show you how to live and how to be who he called for you to be. And you have to now understand how God really works. He wants you to come out from amongst them. He wants you to be separate, not in the body, but in the spirit. It's the spirit that gives life. It's the spirit that's going to give us eternal life. We want to walk in what God has already predestinated for us to have, and that is life and it more abundantly. And it says, it it shall not return to me void. It shall accomplish what I please, not what you please sometimes, it's what God pleases. God lets us have just enough so that we can be able to conquer our doubts. But in step one, you're powerless over your over things that will happen to you, but you have the power to ask God to give you wisdom to understand it and to go through it. You know, sometimes we don't want to go through it, so we stop in the middle of it. Just by the time that God wants to deliver you, you're stopping. Don't stop during this time that we're going through. Keep on, keep the faith. Know that God's still in charge, and know that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But at the same time, know that the wheat and the terror must come up together. So this virus and the church are still coming up together. But we still got to hold out to see what God is saying to us, because no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And that's the word. And you mark that down in your Bible and say, no weapon formed against, against you shall prosper. And every tongue that which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. Here, he turns the picture. He said that we shall condemn it. He, he left it to us here to say, no, that's not right for me. But if you don't know what is right for you, you'll constantly go for what is wrong for you. So that's, that's, in, that's in 17, that's in 54 and 17. It says, and it says, you shall condemn it. This is the heritage of the, of the servants of the Lord. That's our heritage. Ever since his death, burial, and resurrection, God has left that for us. Not only his goodness, but his mercy. And you also can always find grace in his presence. In his presence, there is the fullness of joy. And if you go right on down, it says, and their righteousness is from me, saith the Lord. God will make us righteous through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, according to our covenant that we have in the New Testament church. And if you continue to know God, you can be able to to go all the way back to Genesis, to Abraham, because we have the covenant of Abraham, and begin to speak to God and understand what God is saying to you, begin to speak those words back to him so that you can gain life all the way back to Abraham, and then come all the way up through the Bible and know that you are saved, know that you are full with the Holy Spirit, as it says in the book of Acts, and you'll be able to understand yourself even the more. But you've got to come into some powerlessness. You've got to come to some times of powerlessness. You've got to come to some times that you, that you have got to release who you are, begin to understand who he is. You're not in control of everything. God is. Sometimes you have to, you, you, my wife says, you're not in charge. 
God's in charge. You have to let who is in charge be in charge at this time. And you listen to your leaders. And as we pray and as we go before God and as we understand this world, that's why we're canceling service on Sunday. And, and the next week also, for the next two weeks, we will not be having service because it's not wise. It's just not wise. We want, we want, we want to live and, and, and have the best of the land. We want to be the righteousness of God in Christ. We want, to, we want to speak those things and be not as though they were. We are healed. Our nation is healed. We have the victory, but we walk in divine order. We know that God is presenting unto us challenges today, that we have to respect the challenges of God. We have to know his grace and his mercy is with us. We have to understand it even more. He's calling the church to understand him even the more. All this production church, and, and, and I'm saved by grace, and I don't have to change. All that stuff is getting ready to go out the window. We have gotten to a point in our Christianity. We have gotten to the point in our church that we are as weak as water. We're not casting out demons and, 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 and churches that are being laughed at. We still uphold God's righteousness. We're still doing what God has called for us to do. We cast out demons. We lay hands on the sick. We see people healed. We see demons being cast out. We got, we got dope dealers bringing in their people. What church will let a dope dealer be their evangelist? We got one of the greatest evangelists <laughs> serving us, and they come in smelling like weed, but they can't come in. They will stay outside. We'll never get a chance to help them to change. When they come in, we, we know that we got the power of the risen Savior that will help them to change. And if we look at our scripture, we'll know that we, we can't separate them. It says that God will burn them off. And as you burn them off, the, what is left off of them will be their souls. And they'll be in glory just like you will. But well, why not live and have a prosperous life like we, like, like we need to have, like America has already presented to us, and when we're challenging our finances, when we're challenged by going to the grocery store and standing six feet away from somebody, we're challenged by they shut down the nightclub, they done shut down the movie theater, he shut down this and shut down that. We have each other. We have, the, we have a community called the church that we can come to. But there's so many false ideas in the church that we don't let him, uh, that we don't let God in, but we don't know no weapon formed against the church is going to prosper because God, Jesus, is still overlooking it. His blood is on the mercy seat in heaven, and the Father can't see our sin because Jesus has got us protected. He presents us to the Father. His grace and his mercy is upon us, and I just got happy and started talking. <laughs> I thank God. I thank God that I'm able to speak to you today, and you are now able to speak back to me and ask questions. Nobody's out there? We're here, Pastor. <laughs> Is there any question? <laughs> what is what is powerlessness? Is Dana there? Yes, sir. What's powerlessness, Dana? Powerlessness means that you're totally incapable of doing anything in and of yourself. We must mm -hmm. lean on God. We must trust in God. We must submit to and 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 then the people that that are around us, we can't listen to everything because some of those people are terrorists. Even those people in the church, they, they, they're not they're not they're not graced with something. They were not graced with the Holy Spirit, so they can't speak into your life. We have to watch who we're allowing speak into our life. We go on Facebook. We go on YouTube. You need we we can't go for every winning doctrine that's out there. 
We, we get confused as we listen to every prophet and apostle and pastor that is on these, uh, that are out there speaking today. There's confusion in our land. We have to draw back and say, God, who have you sent to me for me to listen to? Pamela. Yes, sir. How do you see a powerlessness? Well, apostle, I see it as like uh, Pastor Lois always explains. We are not in control. We're, we're just not in control. You know, I, I was studying this scripture today, and I was studying about the tear. And I came across a word in the study notes said, Darno. Well, when I looked up Darno, Darno is a uh, weed that grows in the midst of the wheat. But mm -hmm. it disguises itself as wheat until harvest time. Right. And when harvest time comes, it's able to be seen as being a tear. So mm -hmm. that's how come, amen, we have to just be careful, like you said. You know, you, you can't let everybody speak into your life because you don't know who is who. You don't know right. who is a weed and who is a tear. You right. know, it could be a tear trying to pray for you, prophesy to you, lay hands on you. And you don't really want that. So we have to be really cautious. And we right. have to uh, uh, have to have the spirit of discernment, and we have to know that God is speaking to us, and we have to self right. to our own self approve unto God. Right. Yeah. And, you, and you know, we can lead ourselves, but that's why God gave us each other. Sometimes yeah. we need to filter that word through somebody that's a little more mature than you are in the word to make sure that what you're hearing from God and what you're studying is what God gave revelation to the church that you belong let me rephrase that to the local assembly that you belong to right. has, that, which has been tried for 30 years if, if we're still with one accord that will yes. take us in and bring us out you know yes. and, and i just and i believe that that's what's happening is, is pastor jason on no yes sir. is pastor jason on yes i am i'm right here Okay, give me give me a summation on, on what you heard this evening on, on what what we what we talked about earlier. Um, basically, um, it's important that uh, we, as uh, the people of God, that we listen, that we work to listen to God's voice in this season. Um, yes. That nothing one nothing catches God by surprise. Every single thing that God speaks. Everything, everything that happens, God knows is going to happen before we do. And, um, you know, and everything that's going on in this earth right now, you know, God already, I believe that as, as the people of God, that, you know, God in his sovereignty already prepared us for what's going to, what was happening and what, even what's going to come. So nothing catches God by surprise. And he gave us his word to stand on, which is um, no weapon that's formed against us shall prosper. Um, you know, the, the, and God reassuring us, even when you go to uh, Ecclesiastes uh, three, 3 and 10 talks about the different forms of time and, you know, everything. There's nothing new under the sun. It's happened before, you know, and God is continually preparing us and keeping us safe uh, with his word. That's real good. And, and if we look at last year, we started saying, save your money. Something's getting ready to come. You'll be prepared for it when your finances 
are saved up. Do y'all remember that? Of course you do. And yes, that and that prophecy comes forth. <laughs> and the prophecy comes forth for us to be able to understand that nothing should overtake us by surprise. We we knew something was about to happen when we started talking about the gold system. We start talking about buying homes. We start talking about being prepared. All of these things God has given us. He, he started speaking to us, but we didn't really get the whole prophetic utterance of it so, until uh, we see it come down on us now. Now, now that now that is here, we look back. But now that what we should look back to is what the evidence that was that we saw. Now it's appearing real, and now we know that it wasn't false evidence. Now we know that what we have to do is continue to to put things up for uh be like the little be like the little squirrel and, and the ant. Start putting things up for the days of persecution. Know that knowing that we're putting things up so we'll be prepared and keep the word of God as our as our weapon. The word is our weapon. The word is our weapon. But our shield is the shield of faith that catches every fiery dart of the enemy, and that's every false teaching that comes our way. We have to be able to decide and decipher and what faith is while we're listening to the news report, while we're listening to our governor and, 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 and scientists and medical people. We have to be able to decipher what they're saying for the benefit, not only you, but for your family. And for those that are in your family that depend on you because they know that you're saved, those that are in your family have a ready word for them. And when they call and check on you, you check on them. This is a time and an opportunity for us to offer them salvation. Don't be afraid because they are afraid. It will cancel their fear, their fears. The power of God, the Holy Spirit cancels our fears because it's alive inside of us. And it will activate us to go through and do the right thing concerning our lives, our family, and things around us. You are your brother's keeper. You have to be able to be able to be concerned about your brother. And I thank God for those of you that are delivering dinners, that are taking care of mothers, that are taking care of Lois and myself, and taking care of all the seniors. Y'all are looking out for us. And we're praying for you that no harm comes on you while we are doing these different things. God brought us together. He gave us a very strong church. He gave us a very strong faith in him because we can do nothing without him. And we have to consult him on all that we do so that we would be doing it ecclesiastically according to his word. And I'm just, I'm just excited about it. Is, is, is Pastor Brightson online? I guess she didn't make it this evening. Apostle, Are there any questions? Uh, Apostle, I, I just mm -hmm. wanted to um, just give confirmation to what you're saying about okay. our family members calling us. I have family members that are calling me that I never thought would ever call me for anything. That's because, that's because and you're like, go right here. Already, yeah. Uh, wanting to go to church, wanting to go out to some meetings, wanting prayer. Uh, uh, tapping into After Christ uh, Church meetings, uh, you know, our services and everything now. And my mm -hmm. even my sisters, you know, we, we binding together even tighter now. So, I mean, what you're saying is happening now, you know. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. It is. And we have it's, to be ready. 
God has made us ready. He's kept us. He's paid our bill. He's kept us as a solid, as a solid entity to deal with the people that he wants to send to us. You know, uh, those that are coming to us are, are coming in need of the 12 steps. <laughs> those that are coming to us are in need of the interpretation of the word. Those that are coming to us are in need of prayer. And they don't need no, they don't need no sugar coat. They need to be told the truth. They, 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 don't need, they don't need no hashatata. They need to be able to speak the true word of God. And, and, and he, if he fills them with the Holy Spirit, let them understand how to speak in tongues. God, we don't have to teach them. God's going to teach them. The Holy Ghost going to do it. We don't have to be people of old religious traditions. We can let God do that. You know, if God before us, who can be against us? But we, we'll go back, just looking back at it uh, very quickly. Uh, it says, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So even when they come with other philosophies from other churches and from and, and saying things to us, we can be steadfast and unmovable because for 30 years and 20 years on that corner there, we have, we should, we have been there teaching these steps. The foundation of the Lord standeth for sure. He knows them that are his. And as long as we're standing on a solid foundation on that corner that he's given us to stand and not necessarily that brick and mortar, it, but the foundation that he's given us in our hearts, in our spirits of each one of us that have been called according to his name. When they, when they, when they call you, we have a word for them. Take them to Romans 10, 9, and 10. Get them saved. <laughs> Get them saved. And, and rejoice in knowing that he's a soon coming king. You know, uh, the word that we had on, on Sunday uh, about the uh, coming of the time of the Passover we, I, I think that we should look uh, for our next lesson, look at the Passover and begin to understand what it was, why they went to their homes. Why were they trusting God? They were roasting the lamb and they were making unleavened bread. They were getting ready to move. They applied the blood to the lamb. We have got to be able to know when our time comes to move. We can't just sit around and do nothing. And if you're in your home, then give, you, give ourselves a time like what we have now. You know, we, we had Bible study. Dana and Pam been calling me. We're, we're on the air now with the uh, with, with a prayer. We ha we have been praying ourselves privately, but now we're opening it up so that that we can reach the church, reach your friends, reach your family. And now it's time for family prayer. How about that? You can't go out. Why not have family prayer? Okay, and do things. Fine. And you don't have to always be praying. Find a game. Just you know, Lois always she got this phase ten and. She's to beat me every game, but two. So, <laughs> so just learn to play games and do things. But find somebody that won't beat you unmercifully, you know. <laughs> so, Dana, what does two? What does step two say? Step two says, "Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity." Uh, in the recovery book, I don't have it, but it talks about. Uh, Stability and, and uh, restoration. It's the same thing, basically, but yeah. it's talking about really believing in God. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And really depending, leaning and depending on Him in any and everything that we do. And that's what we yeah. do. You know, uh, yeah. I've, been, I've been sending out word to people every morning I get up. There's certain people that I send away. I got all three of my two daughters that, that was addicted to drugs. They both off drugs. Now my son in the penitentiary, he sent to me and he they were getting the word. These are my three oldest kids and they were 
they was reading the word and my ex-wife even called, why don't you send me that word that you sent it to the kids? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> God is yeah. working, you know, but we got to believe in him. First and foremost, yeah. for ourselves to be able to put it out to anybody else. We got to study to show ourselves approved unto God. We got to yeah. It's, 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 and Dana, Dana, this is what it says there in that step two. We believe that through Jesus Christ, an uninhibited and true relationship with God the Father will be restored along with our sanity, stability, and identity. Go ahead, Dana. Amen. And, and that's, that's, that's the crux of being in God. You know, he, he, he restores us to sanity. He restores us to stability. And then he wants us to carry the Great Commission up, go into all the earth. I don't care where it's at. And right now in this downtime where we're shut in, that's when you reach your family members. Uh, yeah. Call you and just check how you're doing. But that's an open door right there. When they ain't been calling you, you know what I'm saying? They have a desire to know something or how to go through this thing that we're going through. I have friends, you know, that call me in the fellowship. They call me, man, what are we going to do? We're going to stay at home like we were ordered to stay at home, but we're going to read our word. We're going to pray. Yeah. Step two is about is the foundation. You came to believe. You got to trust in God with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Because really, in and of ourselves, we don't know how to do nothing. <laughs> and that's exactly what, what we've been talking about this evening. So I, I hope that y'all are coming to um, the revelation that uh, I think that this Bible study has uh, given us on on this evening. I'm going to I'm getting more proficient again. I'm not I'm not making no apology because I've enjoyed uh, just being on with you guys and 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 just being able to go through this word that we've gone through. But uh, I, I, <laughs> I I've got to learn these buttons on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you got it. I, I wanted to, um, before we close out, um, because, you know, I want to go back to what you said about as far as um, you got a lot of different people saying a lot of different things and um, walking in uh, sanity is, is doing what God told you to do. Um, yeah. Romans 13 um, and 1 says, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. <laughs> there is no power but of God, but the powers that be are ordained of God. Whether um, it says, Whosoever therefore resists the power resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive them, shall receive to themselves damnation. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then goes to three, it says, For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. <laughs> and then. Uh, <laughs> And then we jump down to five real quick. It says, wherefore, ye must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. Yeah. Tribute also that that for they are God's ministers attending continually upon upon this very thing. Render, therefore, all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth one another hath fulfilled the law. So, you know, the Bible speaks clearly to what's happening right now. If they said, you know, God has ordained these people to have rule over us. And mm -hmm. 
and, uh, and according to that, you know, if, if we, you know, transgress against that, then who, you know, you got to dig deep down on the inside and say, who am I really transgressing against? Yeah. Yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> we, have, we have come alive again in the spirit. <laughs> and I re and I rejoice. Now, this now th did that get recorded? Did our conversation get recorded? Yes. Oh, Can that's good. Before you go, who's that? Pastor Bryce. Bryce. Yes. Daughter, you were there. <laughs> I, I've been on here the whole time, but I had to figure out how to work my buttons. But <laughs> okay. when you all were talking about powerless. I felt uh -huh. kind of powerless right about five minutes ago, <laughs> but I see it as a time of submission. Yeah, man. Because to be powerless, you have to make up in your heart like Jesus did when he was on the cross. I'm gonna stay here. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna stay here. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna think deliverance. I'm not gonna try to get out of it. I'm gonna submit under the mighty hand of God, and He will free us in due time. But this is the time where we can really submit to God. Amen. We can really submit to God now yeah. because there's nothing you can do. Apostle, uh, this is this is Brother Day, uh, and I I just wanted to um, say something about the pow powerness. And uh, while you was talking, I actually looked up the definition, and the definition of powerness is unable to produce any type of effect. So. Therefore, at this time, it's nothing we really could do now but wait and have faith and have faith in God. So, no matter if you try to do something, you know it's going to be what it is. You're going to have to shelter in place and rely on your faith. Yes. So, I just wanted to add that. Amen. Right now, preach. Okay. Stop it. Uh, after Christ. After Christ. After Christ. Yeah, y'all yeah. yeah. bet. Can can the baby can the baby to after Christ say something? This is our teller. Come on, The spirit gave me four things, and the fifth thing I'm waiting on. First of all, Ecclesiastes twelve and thirteen says the conclusion of the whole matter mm -hmm. is our relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Number two, number two is Chronicle, Second Chronicles seven and fourteen. We don't know if he met at the church. Number three is the begin of sorrows. We don't know if just the begin of sorrows. Uh, 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 forty six and ten. Some say, "Be still, know I'm God." So, hey, number five, I'll wait and hear what he got to say. Do that make right. sense? Yes. Okay. Can you give us those scriptures again? Sure. Okay. Ecclesiastes 12 and 13 gives you the conclusion of the whole matter of the duty of man. Number, number two, Second Chronicles 7 and 14 is my people. See, I don't know if he mad at us or I don't know if this is the beginning of sorrows. I don't know. Now, the beginning of service, uh, I think Jason mentioned it on Sunday's Matthew somewhere. But I didn't write that down. <clears throat> and uh, number four, be still and know I'm God, is I think it's uh, Psalm 46 and 10. Thank you. Thank you. And I okay, went on number teacher. five. Hey, hey, hey. I'm happy to be Okay, teacher. <laughs> <laughs> 
right. Jason, what was that scripture in Matthew? Um, I gave uh, Romans 13. Yeah, I don't hear it over here. I cut my phone off. No, the beginning okay. of Cyrus. The beginning of Cyrus. I think it's 24, Matthew 24. See, we all, you know. Oh, no, that's something else. The beginning of Cyrus. I think it was in Matthew somewhere. Okay. Oh, yeah, Matthew 24 and 8. Matthew 24 and 8. Uh-huh, yeah. so we don't know. Mm -hmm. We don't know. So we're going to leave it alone. We're going to wait on God, and we're going to trust it. So, Mother Artilla, you're flowing in the prophetic giftings now. All right. The true Artilla, the true Artilla <laughs> is not is standing up. Okay, teacher. I receive what you said. Thank God for you. I'm glad you're on there tonight. Anyone else? Bryson, were you through? Bryson. Pastor Bryson? She gone? She can't get back in. No, she, no, she I get blocked. I get blocked off when I stop okay. talking. It, it cuts off. Yeah, I, w I was through. I was really through. I, I just was uh, thinking how that uh, the blessing of us being together tonight. That, is, <laughs> that, that I just, I miss y'all. I miss being around you. I miss seeing you in the hallway and laughing with you, stuff like that. And it just made me feel really good, you know, that I could hear your voices. And, ooh, it helps. That, it that helped. God gave me uh, the same scripture, Second Chronicles uh, seven, uh, Second Chronicles fourteen last night. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray, um, you think about who God's people is. Um, we are God's church, so I believe that scripture is talking to God's people, God's church, um, and yes. putting the onus back on us that if we line up and do what we, the church, is supposed to be doing, then God will turn the captivity in the land. I think that you know that that's that's right on target because even in this, I believe that um, the church is uh, fallen, it ha has fallen asleep, and in some aspects have fallen apart and really don't know what to do. And I think that this is the time where we should be praying continually and fervently. So, yes, I agree. Go, go, go ahead. Were you finished? That's all I, that's all I had. No, and and so now. Uh, Pastor Jason, Pastor Pam, and everybody, all you, all the fellowship that is out there, Pastor Kenny, all the fellowship that's there, and, and listen to me, Clayton. Yes, sir. <laughs> You're becoming the teacher. We got we, we got to get you through cats, but we can lay hands on you. <laughs> listen. Uh, thank you, Artella. I thank you for the prophetic words. They were well received. When you get the fourth one, would you let us know? Okay. The fifth one. Yep. The fifth one. Okay. Yeah, excuse me. Fifth one. Okay. So now uh, coming back together. Should we make it Sunday morning? Why not? Look. All right. So good night. Good night, everybody. Be blessed. All right. Good night. Good night. Love you. Bye. Love you too. Bye. In the name of Jesus.
as we come to you tonight, O oh God, and we thank you for this time that we're having together, that we're reaching beyond boundaries. We're not going to be bound by any situation or circumstance because you told us we could tread on serpents and scorpions and have power over all the power of the enemy and by nothing shall by any means harm us. You'll never leave us or forsake us. So, Lord God, this is our time to be salt and light. It's our time to stand. It's our time to hold up the name of Jesus. You said if we would lift you up, God, you would draw all men unto you. This is a time of great evangelism because all men don't have faith. But for those that do have it, we stand on the word of God tonight and we hallelujah, hold up the bloodstained banner. So God, every home that's represented here and all their extended family, we cover them under the blood of Jesus. And we thank you, God, that you made precious promises to us. You said that you and all your family will be saved if you just believe in Jesus and trust in his word and hold on to what he told you and every promise and every shell he will do it. The most forceful thing that we have learned in our Bible classes is the word I will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When he say I will, there's nothing that can hinder him. He said, I'll protect you. I'll walk with you. I'll deliver you. I'll uphold you with my right hand of righteousness. So Lord God, as we leave this line, but not your presence, keep us in a mind that is humble and submitted to the word of God. And we'll be careful to give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen, and thank God.